When it's uh, 4.07 uh, South African time on this beautiful, mashallah, uh, Saturday morning on our program, As-Safina to Ilal Jannah. I want to welcome our beloved, wonderful listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International. I want to welcome our beloved, wonderful listeners of Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And of course, today is the 11th of Jumad al-Ula 14. 45. Our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Let's uh, welcome our beloved, honorable, respected teacher, senior Ustad, Fadilatul Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. I know yesterday he was in uh, Kenilworth in Cape Town. I see this morning Ustad is in uh, uh, Kenwan. According to my engineer, Kenwan. So let's uh, welcome our Fadila to Ustad. Ustad, it's a beautiful morning here in uh, Johannesburg. Welcome to the QA program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu fikum monana alfat. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Zakaria. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbi shrahli swadri. Wayasilli amri. Wahlul uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana. Innaka antal alimul hakeem. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 11th of Jumad al-Ula, 14.45. With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, today we focus on Surah Rum, chapter number 30 and verse number 28. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions, Dwaraba lakum mathalam min anfusikum. Almighty Allah sets forth for your benefit an example, min anfusikum, from your, your own selves. So the question arises, why does Almighty Allah give us examples and cite examples in the Noble Qur'an? We have a principle and a law regarding the tafsir commentary of the Noble Qur'an. Al-Qur'an yufassiru ba'aduhu ba'da. Certain verses of the Noble Qur'an will explain and elaborate the other verses. So in chapter 59, verse 21, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala states, وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْثَالُ نَضُرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ These examples that we cite and we give for humanity and people is so that they wonder, ponder, and reflect over it. So it's a lesson for humanity and posterity. These examples are good for all times, all places, all circumstances. Now today you have different systems of living. You have communism, socialism, capitalism, Zionism, democracy, and so many different isms. But we say all of them are batil and falsehood and null and void. 
we as Muslims have the best and therefore we want to share it with the rest. So this is what all Almighty Allah is citing and mentioning, a logical argument, O oh, human beings, why don't you use your so-called intelligence and in Almighty Allah states, Dwaraba lakum mathalam min anfusikum, Almighty Allah sets forth for you an example from yourselves, from your own selves. So what do you possess? Does your right hand possess? Min shuraka? There are certain partners. In what we have conferred upon you. We gave you. So now in a business venture, you have, you have partners. And you are all partners. You all want to make maximum profit. P-R-O-F-I-T in minimum time. So why don't you do this? فَأَنْتُمْ فِيهِ سَوَاءُونَ So you and your co-partners, you'll become equal. Everybody has an equal share. So irrespective of their investment and so forth. So nobody will do that. You fear, you fear that. Why you fear that? Because in when you say Allah Ta'ala got partners, you say Almighty Allah has a son like the Christians, Allah forbid, all the mushrikeen in Makkah, the polytheists, idol worshippers in Makkah used to say, Allah Ta'ala has daughters. When, when they were asked, who are the daughters of Almighty Allah, Allah forbid, this is kufr, shirk and blasphemy and totally unacceptable. They used to say, the polytheists, idol worshippers, they in Makkah, Al-Malaikat Banatullah. They used to say, the angels are the daughters of Almighty Allah, Allah forbid. So you fear that, no, 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 that they can be my partners, but everybody must get a share according to the investment. So how you fear one another, so use your common sense, your intelligence, your intellect. When you don't want partners, they must have everything, the same powers like you, veto powers and so forth and so on. So why do you want and ascribe and associate partners for all Allah? So Islam's very foundation, essence and nucleus is Tawheed. We believe in one Allah alone. He is the sole and only and exclusive Khaliq, the only creator of the entire universe. Everybody, everything else is makhluk. We have a starting and an ending. One day we will die. We will perish. Kullu shayin halikun illa wajha. Chapter 28, verse 88. That, O oh, human being, O oh, creation, you will perish. Kullu nafsin zaikatul maut. Every person, every creation shall taste death. But he all, Allah, AK255. A.K. Ayatul Kursi, the most majestic verse in the Noble Quran, verse 255 of chapter 2. A.K. Ayatul Kursi, Allahu la ilaha illahu wal hayyul qayyum. Truly there is none worthy of worship but him all, Allah. Therefore, lan narka' wa lan najjud li ahadid illallah. As Muslims, we can never ever bow down. We can never ever prostrate to anybody, anything. Only all, Allah. He alone, huwa la hayyul qayyub. He is ever-loving. He was, he is, he always will be. 
self-subsisting. The entire universe and creation can never survive without the mercy of Almighty Allah. It is His sun, it is His moon, it is His oxygen, it is His water. Everything belongs to Him. So remember, we have to worship Him alone. So Almighty Allah is teaching us Similarly, we explain the verses of the Noble Qur'an. But who will take benefit? Not those people who have jaundiced eyes or those people who are biased and prejudiced. So those people will accept the truth. People who got akal, true intelligence, true intellect, and they have that quest for the truth. They have sincere, we must remember, quest for the truth. Here in front of me, my brother, my student, Mohan Qasim Bosch is here. Our brother, Buddha Mahmoud is here. So if you ask them their history, some of them were not Muslim. Lo and behold, they embraced Islam. Then they became a hafiz of the Quran. Then they went for Hajj. Then they became ulama. Then they became scholars. Then they entertained and they invited their families. And then their families became Muslim and so forth and so on. And today they are a great dynamic asset to their society. So that is how all Allah is teaching us. But you take the Jutlas, you take the Harabis. <coughs> Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us chapter 59 verse 14 Among themselves there's a huge war and battle raging on day and night they fighting like cats and dogs You might think that they are united Nay, their hearts are totally fragmented, disunited why? Chapter 59, verse 14. They are but a people who got no akal, no intelligence, no intellect. The world might say that you are intelligent, but we see today 80%, 90% of the world have changed their opinion for the baby killers, the children killers, the murderers of innocent people, and so forth and so on. So therefore, remember, a nation that has jaundiced eyes and cannot practice on justice, then such a nation, Almighty Allah calls them, that we made them kira the tawal khanazir, chapter 5, verse 16. We made them and transformed them. A metamorphosis took place. They became swines and monkeys, Quran says. The only nation Allah has spoken of in a noble Quran, that he all made Allah transform them into monkeys and swines. And in chapter 62, verse 5, They are like donkeys and they are carrying big, big encyclopedias. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Today, the 11th of Jumad al-Ula, 1445. Let us take you around the world, nationally, globally, internationally, with the news, views, and interviews. So they short ceasefire of four days, but there will be a long war still for many, many months. And that is what the defense minister of Israel says. Because you must remember, they know that once everything is finished, then the government is going to collapse. And then there will be so many charges and indictments against the defense minister, against the crime minister, 
Benjamin, nay, how many babies have you murdered today, you harami? <coughs> so remember Benjamin Netanyahu's original name was Benjamin Nay. And they all know that there will be a political earthquake in Israel very, very soon. So you see, Spain wants to recognize Palestine. So Spain has told the European Union, it's best that the entire European Union recognize Palestine. But if you are going to so say no, then we going alone and we will recognize the state of Palestine. So this is all, my dear Lord, more countries recognize Palestine than recognizing the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, Hitler's children called Israel. Only one in three, they believed in American dream. You know, America, they have the Hollywood, and then they thrill the people. Deception is the name of the game. Come live in America. It's American dream. If you work hard, you maybe become president, you maybe become a senator, you maybe become a multimillionaire. So only one third of the people are believing that that this dream is something that is elusive and something that is a deception, we must remember. So BBC is downplaying the suffering of Palestinians. Remember when a woman sells a body, she is a prostitute. But the Western media and, yeah, BBC have been called out by Al Jazeera and others remember that, that they are downplaying the suffering of the Palestinians so that to placate the Jutlas and the Jews and they want to now play a game which in which they are not fair. So that is what you see in the world media, whether it is the TV or print media or social media and so forth that people have a slanted opinion and they are centered to one side. They will speak of democracy, human rights, but when it comes to the real asset test, then a litmus test, then you will find that they are lacking in that. So BBC is not giving the correct news as far as the Palestinian suffering goes. It's normally slanted in favor of the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime. So there's a ceasefire, but the Haaretz and others, they write there also. So you must remember that the, what happened. So there were 24 people that were released by the, by the Hamas. 13 of them were Israelis and 11 others. 10 were Thai, Thailand people, and one from Philippines and so forth. So total 24. So they are being checked up and so there. But they're all in good conditions at Israeli hospital. And 39 Palestinians were released. But look at the Palestinians. Where must they go to? They don't have homes. Their homes have been bombed, you must remember, to the Stone Age by these Haramis, by these super terrorists, by these murderers, baby killers and killers of prophets and messengers. So remember, they are united with their families, but they're living in tents and muhayyamat, as we call in Arabic. So we need to understand all these challenges and so forth. And remember, Israeli murdered two Palestinians even yesterday, whilst the, remember, the ceasefire was on and so forth. So that is their nature. It's in their DNA, the Haramis. They have to murder, you know, and they think they will bring peace like that. They don't know that this is counterproductive. When I see you treating my father, my mother, my children so badly, so I will always keep it in my mind, whether I'm one year old or 10 years old or 20 years old. 
The day I get the gun, the day I get the knife, the first thing I'll do, I'll put it straight into a jutla and a harami. I will shoot or I will stab. That is a natural reaction. So by your violence, you are just asking for more violence. And you know, we as Muslims, we believe ihd al-husnayn. Imma al-ghanima wa imma al-shahada. Either we will obtain and attain martyrdom, and either we will get and receive the booty and victory. Nasrum min Allah wa fathun qareeb. The help of all, Allah, is coming, and the victory is very, very near. You Jutlas, you have lost sympathy, empathy of the world with your transgression and your terrorism. The whole world has seen it. Yesterday, 158 trucks entered Gaza with fuel, with medication, food, <laughs> water, blankets. You must remember, now you end of November, December coming, and remember, it's winter there. I was there in December, so we know in Gaza and in Palestine, it gets very, very cold, occupied Palestine. So I was not right in Gaza, but I was in other parts of Palestine in December, so it gets very, very cold. So now, remember, there's 100 50 trucks, 200 trucks, 300 trucks can come in, it will not alleviate the plight of the Palestinians. 2.3 Palestinians, 2.3 million Palestinians in Gaza, 1.7 are displaced. They don't have any homes because these Haramis, these super terrorists, Americans, and remember, they are backers, and Israel, the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, and Germany, and Britain, and France, and all of them helping them, indiscriminately bombing, murdering, killing people. These are war criminals, remember this. Ethnic cleansing, genocide, crimes against humanity, every charge they are guilty of. So 1.7 people displaced already, got no homes, they see the rubble, they see their homes, their dreams shattered in a matter of seconds and minutes. So all that you see, but remember by Allah, there is justice. Canadian Jews feeling the pain. You must feel the pain wherever you are. You must remember that there will be so many anti-Semitic crimes, as they love to call it, because Allah has said so. You Jutlas, wherever you are, Allah is going to punish you. See, in South Africa, so you must remember the Jutla knows he can't just walk anywhere alone and so forth, where there are Muslims or other people. They will tell them, you baby killers, you war murderers, and you war killer killers. So all this, they are guilty of mass crimes and genocide. So remember, there must be repercussions. In chapter 7, verse 167, all Allah states, لَيَبْعَثَنَّ عَلَيْهِمْ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ مَنْ يَسُومُهُمْ سُوَ الْعَذَابِ that Almighty Allah will surely continuously punish them, the Jutlas, the Jews, right till the day of justice with the first, worst punishment. So that is the promise of Allah. Look at what Haaretz writes. Economic disaster brought upon Israel because of the finance minister. Who is the finance minister? The settler, the Mustautin, Smotrich. So these are the worst choices BB made, but he brought them on because he wanted to be the prime minister, crime minister. So he brought Ben Gwir, the super terrorist and Harami, and he brought on Smotrich, the war criminal, according to Haaretz, and he destroyed the economy of Israel. So Israel is facing billions and billions of dollars of debt, and it will take them years and years to recover. 
Yahya Sinwar. Now listen to this, my brothers, sisters, esteemed listeners, elders and children. Yahya Sinwar is in the tunnels there in Gaza. He is running the operations for Gaza. And remember, Ismail Haniya is there in Qatar. Yahya Sinwar was in jail, in prison for 22 years by the apartheid terrorist regime. So Yahya's right, Yahya Sinwar is sending, is making BB, Benjamin Netanyahu, the laughing stock. He's there underground, but he's holding the trump cards and he's making BB jump up and down and is making him the laughing stock. That is Allah, Jalla Allah. What do Isu Mantasha, what do Zillu Mantasha, Yahya Sinwar gets honor and Bibi, Benjamin Nay, how many babies have you murdered, massacred today, disgraced and humiliated in the entire world unless you are living in Alice in Wonderland. Israel summons the ambassadors of Spain and Belgium because they were critical and they criticized what Israel is doing to the Palestinians, their children, and civilian population. Israel can never accept the truth. And remember, they spoke the truth. So now the paper got ANC will not win a majority in 2024. So there will be coalition, coalition governments, most provinces and most places and cities. That is what the predictions are by the fundis and those who are the experts in the political field. So no homes for the Afghani in Pakistan politics. Now you need to understand the background. Taliban hit the hell out out of America with 47 other countries, 48 countries. So America tells the Pakistani army, Prime Minister, President Day in Pakistan are just studious if you know Pakistan politics. The army has the real control. They kick out all these Afghans living there in Pakistan. 1.7 Afghans, they claim, are living in Pakistan illegally. They there for 40, 50, 60 years. They married there. They have businesses. But never Nevertheless, they kick them out. But where must the Afghans go to? If they go to Afghanistan, there's no house for them. There's nothing there besides some family. So this is a deliberate ploy. They want to weaken the Taliban. They plot and plan. But all my Allah is the master planner. Madagascar, elections took place, opposition not accepting it, majority of the people did not vote, so going on a downward spiral day as well. Wilders, day in Netherlands, the Dutchland, Dutchland, so remember a political party's majority <coughs> or many of them don't want to join him in coalition because he's a crazy guy. He says anti-Islam, anti-Muslim, and he says he will ban the Quran, Allah forbid, and remember anti-immigration and so forth. So let's see what happens in that part of the world. And South Africa, DC, direct current, AC, alternate current, ANC, and no current. You're sitting brothers, sisters, children in South Africa on stage six for load shedding. But then Cape Town, I don't know if I'm just imagining it. These brothers are here. How many times you'll have load shedding here per day? Twice or thrice, they say. But I don't know. Things don't look so bad, but it doesn't seem to be so bad like other parts of the world. So I'm no supporter of the DA or the Devil's Alliance or anybody. But remember this. So remember that. But that is what we have to speak the truth in respect of where we are. So anyway, today, Saturday, inshallah, 7 to 9 will be Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan. And 6 to 8 this evening will be Brother Suleiman Esop or Nat Kirat. My programs today will be... 
Inshallah, around 11.30 or so, we're going to Darun Nasiha. And that is in Grassy Park. We have Bukhari lesson there. And tomorrow, inshallah, 10 o'clock at Masjid Kuba, where we were yesterday for Jumu'ah by Mona Yazid Abdul Jabbar. And there is Bukhari Sharif Khatam. And then from Cape Town tomorrow, inshallah, inshallah, Aziz, we will do the Q&A with Hafiz Hussein Wadi 2 to 4 tomorrow afternoon. In the morning, there's no program at 4 o'clock. Sunday, Mona Arafat is resting time. So anyway, so we busy. Allah <coughs> reward one and all. Jazakallah khairan. Time for Q&A. Let's go to Mr. Governor Ustad. He says, uh, AK, let's get this straight. Hamas slaughter unarmed civilians in their houses, then hide amongst the Palestinian population, claiming Israel is committing genocide. Am I missing something here? A.K. Ustad. Master Governor, I think that you have become an agent for the Israeli Jutla. You're part of the Hasbara. Mm. Why don't you go and read that in 45, in 46, in 1947, there were three gangs. They were called the Stern Gang. They were called the Irgun Gang, I-R-G-U-N. They were called the Haganah Gang. And these three gangs, you must remember, they were committing massacre and massacre of the Palestinians. When these Haramis came there to Palestine, they came as squatters. They came with nothing. And they never even had enough clothes because Europe did not want them. They expelled them and kicked them out. They begged the Palestinians. In Arabic, we have a saying, when you have a small little puppy, you feed it, and then it starts eating, drinking. Then from a puppy, it becomes a bulldog. It wants mm-hmm. to eat you up. So go and read what happened in 45, 46, 47. 14th May, 1948, you must remember, Israel is established as a state. When President Truman, one minute, two minutes after midnight, recognized them, the first country to recognize Israel, America, he was told, President Truman, what about the Arabs? They'll be upset. He said, well, in my constituency, there are no Arabs, they are only Jews. <laughs> so remember, Mr. Governor, with due respect to you, unless you, were, you are being paid by some Jutlas, Israel is an apartheid regime. The Palestinians cannot fly from Ben Gurion Airport. They have no-go areas. You must remember that what we never ever saw in apartheid time in South Africa. Mm. Tutu said it is 100 times worse than the apartheid we experienced in South Africa. And you want to come tell me. So when people put you in a prison for 16, 17 years, they control every aspect of your life Mm. on the land, on the sea, on the air. And whenever they feel like they say, let's mow the lawn, and then they come shooting and so forth. And when you can attack them, every person is a legitimate target. So, Mr. Governor, you better smell the coffee and stop licking the jutlas. Allahu Akbar. He says, I have no further questions, Ustad. You got no further questions. I'll put you in a suitcase and send you to Israel, brother. <laughs> Ustad, I've got uh, uh, its sister, Lerato. She says, I'm listening to you, Mr. Ike. Now, stage six, load shedding. And she says here, Nigia Kuzonda, you Cyril. It means I hate you, Cyril, and I hate South Africa. Uh, Sister Lerato, Ustad. 
My sister Lerato, you mustn't hate South Africa. South Africa is Lungile. Song <laughs> Te Lungile in South Africa. You must blame them, the ANC. When I told you in 94, you mustn't vote ANC. You, my sister Lerato, you say, no, viva, viva ANC. <laughs> then again in 99, when I told you don't vote, then again you go and vote. I'm telling you now, my sister, me, I never ever voted for ANC. I never ever voted for DA in my life. I'm a Muslim. I have the Quran in front of me here. And I never ever voted for EFF. You know my style. I don't want to please people. I don't bootleg anybody with Allah's help. We don't bootleg any organization. We don't carry favor with any politician or government. What is the truth needs to be told. So who put them in power? So my sister Lerato, when the voting comes 2024 in March or April, so see where you are going to put your mark. That is your choice. <laughs> but if you voted for them and now you are at stage six and so forth, so then you can't blame anybody else but yourself. These people committed three crimes. Remember the white minority regime. I lived under them. I was born there. And I know how they treated us. They called us Indian coolies. They said, On our faces, they would tell us that. And you know the key word they would use for the Africans and the blacks and so forth. But one thing, it was a crime against humanity. But one thing we know, that that time there was no load shedding. There was no water shedding mm. and all these type of things there. So remember, they were terrible people and their policies were hopeless and useless. But what the ANC are doing with their crimes and their corruption and stealing left, right and center, millions, billions, gone into trillions now. And remember, go read the Zondo Commission and what were suggestions were made. All that just thrown out of the window. Hardly anything is being implemented. So when you vote next year, think properly where you're going to vote, my brothers, my sisters. Mm. I don't belong to any party. I am just a well-wisher of every South African and every human being. Even for the Jutlas and the Haramis, we pray for them. Allahumma hadin nasa jamia. Oh Allah, guide everyone to the truth and to justice. I see Sister Lerato says, Nigia Bonga. Thank you, AK. Who's God? <laughs> so you must remember that me, I'm born in Heidelberg. On Frat Biki Afrikaans, on Frat Biki Zulu, on Frat Memon, on Frat Hindi, on Frat Angles, on Frat Afrikaans, on Frat uh, Arabic. Alas, alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Ustad, there's a question that came in now. It says that, uh, hi, sir, uh, my boyfriend is Muslim and I am Hindu and his mom wants him to marry a Muslim. How do I convince her? This is Sister Sri Vasan. I was told to wake up early and to speak to you because my Muslim boyfriend and his family loves Mr. Hatia's program. Sister Sri Vasan, Ustad. We are honored, my sister, my sister Sri Vasan. They told you to wake up early, so you are up at 4 o'clock to listen to Mr. Arafat and listen to AK. This is not AK-47, this is AK-255. So today, my sister Srivazan, that what you need to do, you just download the Quran, Quran made easy by Mufti Abzal Hussein, and then you open chapter 2 and you read chapter 2, verse 255. 
That verse is called Ayatul Kursi, A.K., verse 255. And the most majestic verse in the Noble Quran. Read it with an open mind, and then you must read chapter 2, the same chapter, and that is verse 221. So Quran Sharif states, hatta You, the Muslim man, you can't marry a non-Muslim lady who is an idol worshiper, who's worshipping somebody, something else, whether they're worshipping the cow or worshipping idols or worshipping somebody, something, until and unless they bring through Iman and faith and you embrace Islam. So very easy suggestion for you, my sisters, Rivanti, that what you should do, that this boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, is not permissible, is an illicit relationship, but that Muslim guy likes you, you seem to like him, but now you have this problem here. He's a Muslim, you are a Hindu. So you go to him and his mother and go with your parents or your brother or whoever and say, me, I'm a South African, I have freedom of choice, I'm over 16, 18 years old, whatever the case is, and I want to embrace Islam because from the inner recesses of my heart, I believe only in Islam will I find salvation. You know yesterday, so you must remember that 100, or yesterday, or day for yesterday, Thursday it was, I think, 142 people embrace Islam on the radio. So that is again the mercy of Almighty Allah. So you must embrace Islam, not because just to marry him, your Ahmed Muhammad Abdullah Abdurrahman Abdul Qadir, but because Islam is the best and the only way for salvation in this world and in the year after. So that is my suggestion to you. Mm. And then you get married to him and you go there and tell his mother and them you are a sincere Muslim and so forth. And that will be my suggestion to the boys' family as well. They're listening to me. You are listening to me. Mm. Whether your family is listening, I'm not sure. Mm. So that is my suggestion. You have this weekend. You have your leisure time. Use it in the pleasure of all Allah and embrace Islam. I ask you one question, Sivasan. I don't want to be funny or something subjective or what, but do you really believe that lingam can help you, a male organ, or yoni, a female organ, or ganeshi, or the elephant, or ganpati, the mice and the rat, or hanuman, the monkey, or do you really think they can help you? I'm asking you a question. Obviously, you know, they can't help themselves. How are they going to help you? So believe in the wahdahu la sharika lahu almighty Allah, the one and only supreme being who makes the sun rise, who makes the sun set with precision accuracy, who gave me and you life. He gave us eyes. He gave us ears. He gave us this communication. In the early part of the morning, I'm sitting in Cape Town and you're sitting in Durban and mm. now we are communicating, remember this. So who makes all this possible? Mm. Nobody can do that <laughs> except Almighty Allah, so that's our invitation to you. You embrace Islam and you, my brother, get the ulama involved, speak to your parents, and then you marry her after she embraces Islam. And they go there. There are many, many ulama in different parts of Durban. They will give you all the literature. And if you want my sister, my niece's numbers and so forth, we'll gladly give it to you. You contact me, 071-888-1184, 071-888-1184, and then she can learn Islam by them and so forth. But that is my advice, okay? Mona Arafat, whenever you want to cut it off, cut it off. I'm going now to the car and we're going to my 
مسجد زکریا انشاءاللہ ففجر صلاة انشاءاللہ Yes, yes, we welcome my sister Sivas and you, my sister in humanity, and I got my blood sister, my blood niece, all of them there in Durban. I'm married in Durban also, alhamdulillah, but obviously my wife is with me, not in Durban. <laughs> so my advice to you, sister, you make a decision, and the decision must be based on Islam is the best. We want to share it with the rest. You embrace Islam, and then he, their boyfriend now, is not Thomas Abel, but anyway we'll mm. call him, He must discuss with his parents. He must go to the Maulanas. They will speak to his parents. And then, inshallah, you'll get married. Our du'as are for you. And Allah Ta'ala bless you and your husband to be, inshallah. But the provision condition is you must embrace Islam immediately. Ustad, listen to, to, to this guy here, to this uh, Gideon. He says, didn't I tell you AK Hamas will surrender? Now they're giving back the hostages. You're a bunch of terrorists. Live long Israel. Israel will rise. Gideon, Ustad. Israel is finished, Gideon, I told you what Quran says, chapter 59, verse 14. You got no brains. If you got 24 and we got 39, if we getting 150 and you getting 50, so who, who is submitting more? Who is giving in more? Who are the baby killers? Leave the Muslims. Spain, Belgium, Western countries, all criticizing Israel for terrorism, for war crimes, and for genocide, ethnic cleansing, and you must remember crimes against humanity. How many countries have already indicted? So Gideon, you, you better go there to Palestine, occupied Palestine, and inshallah, my, my brothers from Hamas will give you a nice rooster and a booster up your backside. Mm-hmm. That is what will happen to you, okay? Mm-hmm. You pack up and go there. I've got, I've got uh, Sister Jessica. She says one question for you, Ustad. She says, why is Islam always all about hate and cruelty? Jessica, Ustad. So my sister, if Islam is always about hate and cruelty, then how come majority of the people are embracing Islam? I think you are looking at the TV too much. They all got a hidden agenda. They just like the prostitute in the street. They have to carry out stories, you must remember, according to their bosses and there to get their paycheck and pay wages. I'm asking you three questions. BBC carried out a documentary the rise of the crescent and the collapse and the fall of the cross. So which, which religion is spreading? Is it Hinduism? No. Is it Christianity? No. Is it Judaism? No. So which religion is spreading? What makes you wake up now 4 o'clock in the morning to listen to me, to listen to us? I'm asking you. It's Islam. So you must remember, so Islam means peace. It's you who are the super terrorists. Who is stealing our land everywhere? Who want to steal and stole Palestine if it's not the Jutlas? That's why they call it occupied land and occupied territory. Who entered, who entered Afghanistan? Britain entered three times they invaded. Then the Russians invaded. Then America with 47 countries invaded. You'll invade the Muslim land. You want to steal everything in Gaza. Gaza has got oil. Gaza has got gas, everything. So my sister... Jessica, wherever there is oil, it ends up in turmoil. Wherever there is gas, things end up in a mess. 
So you, the super terrorists, you must remember that, especially the Jutlas and the Zionists, they want to control the world, the one world order. And Muslims and Islam say, no, we will never allow Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve and Adam and Eve. We have the natural system, and that is Adam and Eve only. So I hope you got the message, sister, unless you also like Gideon, that your brains are totally not functioning. I've got, I've got uh, Sister Titi Zerina, Ustad. She says, Kanala, I want to meet you. Kasi, she lives in uh, Kenilworth, Ustad. So, Sister Zerina, Zerina means gold. So, yeah, in Cape Town, there's a lot of old gold there. Yeah. There's a lot of folk sisters and all these things there. Yeah. Why do you want to meet me? Because over oh, man, man. Because over oh, 10 coats, retired, tired and retired. So, there's a lot of men here, yeah, you see. So, now, Sister Zerina, me, I don't meet men also. We have to meet the women, strangers I don't meet. So if my family or something are meet, so we'll make dua for you, Sister Zarina. Allah give you a good husband, inshallah. We got Suleiman S. of the interested, we'll make you on the ground with him. <laughs> right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.